We're unabashedly obsessed We've got to get it off our chest Please sit there and be quiet Hey everyone! Hello! Welcome to another episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. I'm James. I'm Aaron. On our podcast, we like to talk about things related to pop culture. And not so pop culture. But this week, we're doing something a little specialish. Uh-huh. It's not so pop culture, I would say. Yeah, but I would say not so. We're doing sort of, this is kind of a special episode. It is. Before we get into why this is a special episode, um, we, well... I guess we can we, just get right into it. Well, no, because I we have some things that we wanted to kind of. Well, I had something I wanted to discuss. With oh you yeah, yeah, yes, 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 yes. I, I knew exact- there was. I knew there was something that we needed to do beforehand. Yes, yes. It's not exactly a no context correction. Okay. It's more of a semi context follow up. Okay, I um, can do one of those too. Yeah. So I listened to all of a very fatal murder today. And today I ha- I got. Two episodes handed to me by my random number generator. Which is fantastic. Yes. The episodes are super short. I think the longest one's 15 minutes. Yeah. So it's a real quick binge. Definitely. It was so good. It's exactly what you want from The Onion when they're doing this kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. It is. It is It is making fun of cereal without making fun of cereal. It, yeah. It's making fun of almost even the whole true crime podcast phenomenon yes yeah it was everybody needs to go out and listen to it it won't take you very long at all yeah there's only there's seven episodes seven episodes one episode five is a two-parter but it's two fifth or two ten minute episodes yeah so yeah so seven episodes and i mean it's it's just over an hour's worth of listening time yeah i I really like, I was like, what is this going to be like? Is this going to, like, it's just as dry as you want it and just as irreverent as you want it. Mm-hmm. And it's really, really good. I kind of, for some reason, I expected it to be sort of Night Vale-esque. Yeah. I don't know why it wasn't at all. No, 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 no. Yeah, it wasn't Night Vale-esque. The Onion can bit. be, Night Vale, I think, took a, a little of its humor from from the onion some of the things that the onion can do this is the other because like there are parts of the onion on in the books in the onion books mm-hmm. if they need to fill if they've written enough of the article so you get the joke uh, several times and they need to fill the rest of the newspaper page um they fill it with a lot with uh citizens were astounded by the amazing amounts of blood or something like that okay over and over and over again okay which is sort of the night veil side of it i sort of feel like just like random horrific imagery for no reason yeah there were definitely moments where and again i know you haven't finished it i don't want to spoil anything for anyone but there are moments where he's talking to somebody the things he says are sort of reminiscent of that Night Vale style. It's a very dry... Yes. Because night, I think... Yes. And so what I was going to say is the, this is the part of The Onion that is the very satirical, sort of not weird, just sort of like, wait, what did he just say? Like right. satirical thing, which I think Night Vale has an element of, and I feel like they're both doing the joke of what if you know have you ever what if npr lulled you into a sense of not really listening and then you tune back in and they were saying some crazy shit right um this doesn't do that as much i'm but it's yeah well i mean nightville goes a lot crazier than than this yeah no i mean just i i i really i really enjoyed it i think my favorite part of the two episodes that I've listened to was the box box advertisement. Yes. Oh my god. The <laughs> sponsored like the sponsorship ads in this show. They're all made up. Yeah. But they're just close enough to something legit. <laughs> yeah. That oh, they're so good. Like, listening to this... Oh, I remembered what I was going to say a minute ago. I expected... For some reason, I was expecting this to feel a little more audio drama-y than it does. Yeah. It feels like you are listening to a serial-esque or the whatever happened to Richard Simmons 
right podcast that i'm blanking on the actual name of richard simmons disappeared richard simmons it was not called richard simmons disappeared the disappearance of richard simmons where hey hey where'd richard simmons go i think that, that was is him. closer than any of the other things that you said yeah um but yeah it it feels more like one of those yeah. than i was expecting it to yeah i was expecting more of a an a radio style audio drama like night vale right but it, it was it was so good. It, like, I might actually go back and re-listen to it because I think I probably missed things because I was laughing so hard. Yeah, it's really, really funny. So, yeah. yeah. Everybody should go listen to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, cool. Um, <laughs> so, a tier on our Patreon that we don't often talk about is the $10 tier. Yes. That's largely because we changed what the $10 tier was, and I often forget which one we have changed it to. But our good good patron amity hi amity hi amity has made it indelible if i'm using that word correctly means that you can't record it on a dell um Uh or with a dell she's made it indelible in my mind what the ten dollar uh tier is because she upgraded from five to ten dollars yep and that tier is you pick a movie for us to watch and what amity did was not that because Amity is a true UFO fan. She took what the thing was and was like, but what if I did the thing that I actually want to do instead? Which mm-hmm. I think is very much in our in our whole brand. Yes. Um, Amity had us watch something and we're going to do an episode about it. It was movie-ish. Her, so her thing, she was like, I want you to watch this thing that's not exactly a movie, but it's not that much longer than a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Should we just say what the thing is? Yeah, now? absolutely. So she asked us to watch The Lost Room. <laughs> yes. Which is a 2007 Sci-Fi Channel miniseries. It was made in 2007? 2007. I looked it up when we were when I, when I was trying to convince Kevin to watch it with me. Oh, because 60 plus 4. Okay, right. You notice they all had flip phones. No, I know. The very last, like the maybe third to last scene tricked me into thinking that it was set in 19 no 1999 i think it might have been it may have been set, set in 99 because there made was a, in 2007 there was a thing where they said 59 plus 40 years they're talking about the picture mm-hmm. they're like 40 years later and it's still good as new which means that it was That's 1999 true. so okay 2007 sorry <laughs> no but in 99 they didn't have flip phones yeah i don't know it was just the nokia bricks it's a weird. That's Maybe a weird they were rounding up. Weird rounding to do. Yeah. But, anyways. So, anyways. At any rate, it, it's a 2007 Sci-Fi Channel miniseries starring Peter Krause and Juliana Margulies. Yes, and Kevin Pollock. And Kevin Pollock. Yes. Who, I know as Lainey Boggs's dad, in she's all that. I had to IMDb him because I could not figure out why I recognized him. Oh, and I know him as uh, Vic, the Mattress King from uh, That Thing You Do. What's his name? Boss Vic Koss. Yeah. What? Why did that? Not, maybe I didn't go back far enough in, because yeah. That Thing You Do was before she saw that. Right. Okay. I think I, I was like, oh, that must be what I recognize him from. And then I turned off IMDb. I also know him from uh, House Arrest. Do you know that movie? It was Jamie Lee Curtis. It was this guy who was in like three or four movies that I would only see on Cinemax, plus the movie Orange County. Okay. Um, I thought his star was super on the rise, and then it just went absolutely nowhere. He always played the same character, which is sort of put upon high schooler. House Arrest was, it had Jamie Lee Curtis, it had Jennifer Love Hewitt, and basically the kids lock their parents in the basement, and they are... They do something. I don't remember huh. what the plot is, but the it sounds super good. The big hook is no, it doesn't. It has Jennifer Love Hewitt, and she's the love interest, so it was fine for me in high school. Oh sure. Um, <laughs> I mean, but yeah. <laughs> uh, he was the dad in that, and the main dude was called. I think his name was Grover in the movie. Uh, Kyle Howard. Yeah, he was also in the Paper Brigade. I don't know what that is. It's basically the same movie, except for he's a paper boy. Oh, he was in, he's got a huge filmography. Yeah, I've heard that about him, that his filmography is really big. He was on Royal Pains. I really liked that show. 
I never watched that show, but I did watch Psych, so I saw lots of previews for it. I like, um, is that USA? I really like USA shows. Yeah. For them, I'd say, probably like more than any other channel, character matters. Yeah, I would agree with that. We are so far off topic. So anyways, I think his best, Kyle Howard's best movie is when he plays the stoner surfer dude in Orange County. Anyways, so The Lost Room is... uh, it, it it co-stars Kyle Howard adjacent Kevin Pollack. Yes. Who <laughs> is that we shall refer to him from now on. <laughs> um, Peter Krause, I will always think of as being named Nate because that was what he was named in Six Feet Under. Um, weird. Yeah, it is weird. I will weird. always think of him as being named Adam because that was what he was named in... Um, Sports Night? No. Uh, 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 Parenthood. Parenthood, right. thank you. Because he's the first child, right. Yes. Well, I don't know if that's why they named him Adam. But... I talked to Craig T. Nelson. Oh, okay. He said. He said it was? Yeah. Cool. Well, also, they got to the end of the alphabet, Zeke, and then they were like, I guess A, Adam. <laughs> Fair. That is a... I'm, I'm pretty proud of that because I stopped watching Parenthood a while ago. Yeah. So, like, I'm pretty proud of that uh, naming joke. Yeah. Anyways, so Peter Krause was in it, and he was very Peter Krause-y. Yeah, I feel... He's a very good actor, but I only I feel like I only ever see him playing variations of the same type of character. Agreed. Which is weird because this character was not actually anything like So he plays Joe Miller? Miller? I think Miller. I think Miller. I was going to say Mitchell, but Miller sounds right. So he plays Joe Miller who is a Pittsburgh cop. Right. Pittsburgh or Philadelphia? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Um so he's a Pittsburgh police officer who gets called in to investigate a murder scene. Yes. And we'll get to that in just a second. But he like he's got he's a single dad to this little girl, Anna. Played by uh Elle Elle Fanning. Fanning. And I could see a lot of his Adam Braverman type qualities coming through. On yeah. Sports Night he played a very different like he wasn't a cop, he wasn't a dad. He was a wasn't he kind. Of, he, but he was Peter Krause. He, he was sort of a daddish figure to his co. It's been a really long Me time too. since I've watched Sports Night. Same. I really liked Sports Night. Me too. Night. Me too. We are way off topic again. So yeah, I mean, like he 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 portrayed cop by like having kind of a five o'clock shadow and wearing leather jackets. Oh, it turned into a full on almost beard by the end. Yeah. That was actually, I really liked that during the course of this show, you know, it takes place over the span of two weeks, maybe two weeks. Yeah. And he clearly didn't shave. Right. And they get, and they didn't just give him like the perfect, right. like five o'clock shadow stubble. They yeah. actually basically had him grow a beard for two weeks. Right. Because that's about, I would say that by the end of that, that's about what a two week of beard probably looks like. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I can't grow one. I grew a beard accidentally over the past three weeks and then shaved it off. Oh, good. Yeah. And did it look about like that? It was much longer. About a week's worth longer? Yeah. Yeah. If I had to guess. If I had to guess, like, in terms of week's growth. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I don't know. (laughs) Um, I think that I don't want necessarily to do a full plot synopsis. No, but I kind of want to give a enough of an idea that people have any idea what the hell we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So he shows up to this murder scene where there's a dude who's, like, been burned alive, but his clothes are fine. Right. And there's another dude who's stuck in the ceiling. Like, he's been blown there. Yeah. Yeah. And how does he get the key? Was it in an evidence bag? Uh Uh-huh. So one of the evidence bags contains this motel key for room 10. Yes. Thus starts. Thus starts the show. Turns out this key can be used on any door. Yes, with a lock. Any door with a lock. And it opens room 10 at this motel. Right. So no matter what door you put that key in, when you open the door, you're going to see room 10. Yes. And so he walks into room 10 and closes the door behind him. And then when he tries to leave, he ends up... Where did he end up first? Uh, like a biker bar? He, I don't think he, that was he did first. biker bar. He did uh, behind like, like a cafe. Yeah, there was like a cafe. There was a biker bar. There was like Fiji, yeah. like a beach in Fiji or something. I'm assuming Fiji. I would but, just stay there. 
Yeah. That looked real nice. It did, but he has a kid that he probably wanted to get back home to. Not for long. Well, (laughs) way to spoil shit, James. (laughs) So he and his daughter are... Well, he doesn't intentionally let his daughter play with the key. Well, his his daughter gets taken by bad guys well she discovers oh right 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 right, right, right. yeah so he doesn't intentionally let his daughter play with the key but she takes the key and is like playing with the room right where she discovers that if you open the door and throw something into the room and close the door when you open the door again the thing you threw in is gone right so she basically just starts getting rid of her stuffed animals with this cool trick she found and her dad's like i real this is really really neat let's not play with this thing we don't know what it does right he also tells his partner, Kevin Pollack, his, about it. His partner is not Kevin Pollack. Kevin Pollack is the dude that collects all the stuff. That's Kevin Pollack. Oh. Okay, his partner was the one who played Lainey Boggs' dad. Oh, okay. Which is why you didn't find that thing you do on right. his filmography. His um, partner. He tells his partner. Not about Kevin Pollack. His partner, not Kevin Pollack. His partner, Lou. Right. Um, he tells him about the room, and he tells him about it before Anna goes missing, right? Is that the guy that plays Lainey's dad, and that, and she's all that? Yeah. He looks remarkably like the guy that plays um, their dad in 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. And I also, for a split second, thought that he was the guy who plays what's-his-name in Anchorman, who was also in Future Man. That's, uh, that's, uh, why can uh, I never remember his name? Keckner, David Keckner. Yeah. From SNL. Yeah. Not David Keckner, not that guy that was on, you made it weird and I can't think of what his name is. A third balding man that is neither of those two men. Yes. Is this man. Yes. Okay. So he tells his partner and his partner's like, this shit's weird. Right. They go to a Penn State game. They go to a Penn State game. <laughs> Um, you know, they kind of have fun playing with it, but at the same time, Joe is kind of like, this is weird. I don't think we should be playing with this. Very long story short, his daughter ends up being kidnapped by some bad guys. Right. And it comes to be that the key is not the only object related to this room that does weird shit. I would like... So, basically... His daughter escapes from the hostage, the hostage takers. By going into the room. And then one of the bad guys closes the door. Yeah. And, lo- I and think she have- doesn't have the key. Right. So she cannot get back out of the room. Right. But also she kind of resets with the room. Yeah. So when so he closes the door, she doesn't have the key. So she's trapped in the room. And then when they open the door again, much like all of the toys she threw in, she has disappeared. Right. So the story of this show is Joe Miller trying to get his daughter back from this weird room. Right. This lost room. The lost room. Um, can I tell you why Amity picked such a great movie? Mm-hmm. This should be a Stephen King short yes. story. Yes, it should be. <laughs> the whole time I was watching it, I was thinking that. This is... Almost exactly what you and I both love about Stephen King, about the best Stephen King short stories. Mm-hmm. And it's this. The first scene, I was like, what the shit is going on? He has a pen that does what? He has a bus ticket that does what? Yep. And by and then an hour later, I was like, yeah, yeah, okay. The pen, the bus ticket, got it, okay. The nail file, the... right. All the things. All the things that do all the things that some of the things are cook an egg and some of the things are kill you. Right. Th- this is the best miniseries that Stephen King didn't write. Yeah. Um, it, I, I mean, it really, it feels so much like a Stephen King story. Playing with the key to learn the rules of the key. Mm-hmm. It's really, it has the supernatural elements to it, but it's really about the characters' relationships with each other. Yep. There's a supernatural element that is there among everyday living stuff. There's, it's, it's amazing. And I said that all to my wife and she was like, I guess it's, I guess she picked a good, a good thing for you guys then. And I was like, 
Yep. Well, I mean, Amity yeah. picked this knowing we were going to love it. Right. Yeah. So I asked Kevin if he wanted to watch it with me. Okay. And he kind of wavered. And I was like, well, look, sit down and watch the first episode. If you don't like it, you don't have to watch anymore. Right. But what else are you going to do tonight? And he right. was like, okay, fine. So he sat down and we ended up watching the first two episodes because even though we didn't hit play all, it auto-played. That happened to me too. Yeah. So I think our DVD was coded weird no oh yeah our dvd i was like i think your dvd player is fine yeah Yeah, i think the the dvd because the second disc didn't do that right i picked just the first episode and it did not play all but the first disc i picked just the first episode and it did play all it didn't do that for the third episode though oh we turned it off when after so we watched the first two episodes right and we were like wow that's when i texted you and i was like so each of these episodes is two hours long right this might take longer than we thought Right. It did not take longer than we thought. We watched two episodes without realizing it. Right. He was a little apprehensive because I guess sci-fi is known for making kind of cheesy miniseries. Like good on paper, but not necessarily well executed. And it and take this with... Well, if you're listening to this and you've listened to almost anything else we've recorded before, you know where we're coming from on this. So it could be that we are slightly biased towards liking something like this, whereas other people might not. There were a couple moments in those first two episodes where I was like, okay, I see what he's... I see what he meant. Like, there were things where I was like, really, sci-fi? Your effects department couldn't do just a little bit better? But... But it wasn't enough to really bother me. He only watched those two. Yeah. Because his thing is, he wanted... He's such a dad. He wanted to know that the little girl was okay. He wanted him to get the little girl back, like, in the second episode, and then try to figure out where all these things came from. Right. I'm like, no, because if he gets his daughter... The whole thing is about him getting his daughter back. Right. If he gets his daughter back in the second episode, why is he going to keep playing with all these really dangerous things? Right. Right. So... You know, spoiler alert, but he doesn't get his daughter back until the end of the sh- the series. Right. I don't think it's too much of a spoiler to say he gets her back. I, yeah, I think it would be... I don't know that I would have liked it if it was like, nope. Yeah. And I think that it would have been... There would have... Like, you. there are some things that it's like, okay, but we're not going to actually... He's going to get his daughter back. It's just a matter of how. There was a Denzel Washington movie... Where Man on Fire, Man on Fire, where like I was was with Dakota Fanning, right? Yeah, oh yeah, it was Dakota (laughs) Fanning. Yeah, so it was the Elder Fanning, and I watched it with Brandon and Melissa. At least one of them had seen the movie, and they they were getting very annoyed with me because I kept I kept being like, I need to know that the little girl is okay. Yeah, because if she's not okay, I'm not finishing this movie. And they were like, just watch. I think Melissa had seen it before. She's like, just watch, just watch. I'm like. I finally hit a point where I was like, no, I need to leave this room if that little girl is going to die. She doesn't, right? No, she's fine. And that's why Melissa was like, I don't want to tell you. I don't want to spoil it. Just watch the movie. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. I need to know that she's okay. Because if I watch this whole movie and it turns out that she dies, yeah, it's going to really mess me up. Yeah. I think I'll, the, the, the part I remember from that movie is when he blows up that guy in the car. I literally only remember repeatedly asking if the little girl was okay. <laughs> that's all I remember. See, and that's that's the thing about you and spoilers is that for you, the journey isn't enjoyable unless the destination is... And that's fine. I think that's totally understandable. Right. There are elements... There are times when it's like, just tell me that there's a resort at the end of this and I'll, I'll, I'll sit back and enjoy the ride a little more. Right. I don't want to know the surprise of oh it's a it's a trash fire at the end of this when it's looking like we're on the way to a trash fire right and yeah and and it does i mean it depends in general i like to know like spoilers don't bother me a lot of the times i'll seek them out but when it is something along the lines of either a character i care about or any generic child character right i just need to know that things are gonna be okay right and that's like i mean it goes you know Going back to The Walking Dead. That's why I was so pissed off about Glenn. Right. Because they kept making me think that things were going to be fine, and then they weren't. Right. And so Kevin would have been very upset if he had not gotten the little girl back. Right, sure. But he knew. He was like, you know, he's going to get her back. Right. There's no, like, it's one of those 
things where there's kind of no point in making the show if oops he never gets her back. This isn't the kind of yeah, this isn't the kind of show where he doesn't get where this could have been the type of show where she she came back but he had to not be there, which I thought was what they did, but then it turned out that they just didn't. Right. But it could have been like Yeah, it could have been where he had to trade places with her so right. that she could get out and continue living her life, but he had to stay trapped in the right. room. But and even that I like that would have pissed me off. Yeah. But I think I would have still enjoyed the show. Yeah. I would have wanted them to have gone like a ghost dad angle. Like, I'm gone, but I'm here and I'll help you with school. And then like, you know, that's their backdoor pilot to the sitcom. The Lost Room colon Ghost Dad. Starring Peter Krause. Starring Peter Krause in his most hilarious role ever. That would have been a weird uh, angle for them to go with. Peter Krause and Elle Fanning in this year's hit comedy. (laughs) The Lost Room colon Ghost Dad. You know, we both mentioned that this... This seems like a Stephen King story. Yeah. So Kevin asked me if it was based on a book. Okay. And I said, I don't think so. And he said, well, a lot of sci-fi stuff is. Okay. So I looked it up. It is not based on a book. However, there was supposed to be a sequel done in comic book form. Ooh. But? In 2013, they were like, yeah, so everybody we had working on that got reassigned to other projects. But we're still going to do it. So there's not going to be a comic book sequel. I don't think there's going to be a comic book sequel. Right. Unless you, the listener, wants to make it happen. Yeah. So this is not available to stream. Right. I think you, you can buy you can buy it streaming on Amazon. It's not available to stream for free. Right. You can buy it on Amazon. Right. We opted to get the DVD to make it easier for both of us to watch it separately. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. I really, really enjoyed it a lot. I did too. Um, Wally, the bus ticket guy. I loved him. Um, I thought he was annoying. And then he kept coming back. And each time he came back, I liked him mm-hmm. even more. Yes. Same. Um, he was great. Yeah, he was great. Kevin Pollock was great. Mo- yeah, most of the characters were multidimensional. Except... Or Juliana Margulies. Who was only there because they needed a pretty girl for Peter Krause to sleep with. Why did they... Why but did they, they got, do that? But see, the thing is, it wasn't like she was like his, like... Is bed candy a word? It is now. Cool. Bed candy. Like an Andy's mint on his pillow. Mm-hmm. Melts in his mouth. Gross. So, um... Sorry, I lost myself in thinking about mints. Man, I love mints. <laughs> um, now I so, Andy's mint. I know, right? Andy, give us one of your mints. Yeah, come on, Andy. Stop hoarding the mints. Um, Hi, Andy. <laughs> on our way home tonight, Lila was like, oh, let's stop at Paul's ice cream. I was like, who's Paul? She's like, oh, I met him in college. I was like, what the fuck? Are you your t- daughter is so weird. Was she talking about an actual ice cream place? We were passing the Hershey's one over by the 7-Eleven, um, and they wanted ice cream, and we were like, we're not getting ice cream. And then she started talking about Paul's ice cream. Right, Paul, her friend from college. Right. Um, anyways. I wouldn't so, be surprised if your daughter has the sight. <laughs> it yeah. would explain an awful her, lot. Yeah, her friend from college in her past life, right. Or her future life. True. Like, if she has the sight and just hasn't quite figured out how it works yet, that would explain so much about the past seven years. That's true. That's true. Although, I, I'm not looking forward to her prison life. That was just a past slash future life where she has a sister inexplicably named prison there you go in the future we name people about places where they were born i mean some people do that now true um although born is not generally what people name their kids after well that's true riverbank jones back of a ford smith i was thinking more like savannah my sister's wedding Alexander. I hope no babies were born at your sister's wedding. I was saying conceived. Oh, I know. Okay, cool, cool, cool. One um, of those is a whole lot more upsetting for the bride. Is it? Which is more upsetting, the birth or the conception? Would you rather have two people getting it on and you're not really aware of it, or somebody going into labor and giving birth on the dance floor? 
Which would be more upsetting to you as a bride? What's Well, as a bride, what song is playing? I don't know. Having my baby, what a wonderful way of saying you love me? Because that would be appropriate. That'd be a terrible song to play at a wedding. That's true. I really hope your sister doesn't play that at her wedding. <laughs> me too. Although now I kind of hope she does. <laughs> um, that was when James Hi, started his Paul Anka cover band. Um, maybe, my, maybe my daughter's friend Paul is Paul Anka. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Hey, Paul Anka, open an ice cream shop. Anyways, so what, ice cream. what bothered me is that <laughs> they weren't just fuck buddies. They were like, we just met. We just kissed. We just slept together. Now we're dating. Yeah, they didn't. Like it was it was too fast a relationship. It, I would have preferred. It was a TV show length relationship that happened in the span of a miniseries. Yeah. So honestly, I would have preferred if they had just not done that at all. I get. Oh, really, oh, sure. I get so annoyed when there's like, so I guess we need a sex scene now. Right. I wish not done that at all is number one. Right. Number two is just have some sex. Right. Number three is do like Men in Black where it's like, they're still dating, but this is over and we, and this isn't about them dating. Right. And what they did was number four, which is meet your new mom. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, pretty much, yeah. Also, if a kid says they're okay and you've asked them like seven times, are you okay? Just just stop, stop asking. Stop it. Also, if you're not the father that's been looking for them all the time, mm-hmm. maybe just once. Are you okay? Yeah. Yes. Cool. Nice to meet you. Not, are you okay? Hug. Are you sure yeah. you're okay? Hug some more. Stop touching her. Yeah. Juliana Margulies' character, like the character of... Jennifer. Jennifer. There was a function to this member of this group. Yes. Existing and being a liaison and person that Joe interacted with. Agreed. Did not need to be an attractive woman that he would then sleep with. No. Granted, she was the only woman. The only woman that... Who lasted more than a scene. And wasn't like 70. Yes. Right. Who was 70? Uh, the librarian at the end. Oh, yeah, the librarian. At the, well, Mabel. there was also um, the lady f- who worked for the Order. Right. That lady who always plays that same lady because yeah. she looks evil. And I would, I'm sure yeah. she's a lovely mom. She, she's probably a lovely person. But, yeah, she has kind of a... You didn't make the cookies! Yeah, she has kind of a cult leader, like, overzealous cult leader look about her. Like, if Home Alone had starred her instead of Catherine O'Hara, I feel like it would have been more realistic but less fun. You know, I wonder if that's why she looked familiar, because they kind of look alike. They have the same thing going on. facial structure, but Catherine O'Hara looks like, you know, your mom who bakes cookies. This other woman looks like... We're baking cookies now! I mean, she she looks like the leader of, like, a really strict religious cult. Yeah, agreed. But, yeah. So I had two problems with it. Okay, with the The thing. show. Okay. My first problem was the whole Jennifer thing. Yes. Just, Juliana Margulies could, ha- like, she they used her as basically a sex object, and they didn't need to. Right. A bunch okay. of these other characters could have been, like, bus ticket guy could have been a woman. Oh, Margaret Cho was in it, too. Margaret also. Cho and was she in was it great. Too. She was great. <laughs> Again, she was kind of like almost a cameo. She was a repeating cameo. Right. But she wasn't like, I wouldn't even say she was a recurring character. Yeah. Oh, Margaret Cho was in it is actually how she appears in the credits. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) My other problem was the medical examiner. Oh, yeah. Why? No, but I feel like he fit into the same. I feel like he belongs in a Stephen. he's He's from a Stephen King thing, too. Yes. But... His whole, so he bothered me in that he didn't know about this thing. Yeah. And he kind of tangentially learns that it exists. Yeah. And then gets so obsessed. I wish that they had, like. And that bugged you. It bugged me. I wish that they had, basically, I wish that this this miniseries had been like an eight to ten parter instead of Uh a six parter. uh I agree. There was enough there that they could have fleshed out yeah, and made it even better. Yeah. If they, because he basically went into the room with Joe Joe and Lou. Yeah. He didn't even go in. He saw Joe use the key. Yeah. And then he was like, oh my God, this key. I'm completely obsessed with this key and this key is my entire life now. 
Yeah. I wanted him to be ushered into the room with them. Like, experience the room. Don't just see the room. Right. I wanted him to experience it to give a little more reason for him to get as obsessed as he did. Right. Because I didn't mind where they took his character. I didn't love it because I liked him so much in the first episode. Yeah. But I, like, I thought, I, he seemed like he was going to be an ally, and I liked him when I thought he was an ally, and I wish that they hadn't ended up taking him the direction that they did. But I wouldn't have minded that so much if they had at least kind of given a reason for why they took him in the direction that they did. Yeah. I don't feel like they fleshed out his motivations enough. I, I agree with that. I think that they did a lot of, now this guy's working with us. Now this guy's the most evil villain. Right. Now this guy's working with us again. Now there's a tentative relationship because he's still maybe evil, but maybe he isn't. And I, I liked that aspect with Kevin Pollack. Right. Um, I'm going to look up the weasel. Yeah, he looks really familiar to me, and I can't think why. I, I hate to... All right, so forgive me. Mm-hmm. He played a gay man in something. Okay. Like a like late 90s gay okay. sort of thing. Was he... I think he was in Desperate Housewives. I never watched it. He... Hold on. Um, Roger Bart played the weasel. And uh, he played young Hercules' singing voice in Hercules, which is cool. He played the singing voice of Scamp in Lady and the Tramp 2, Scamp's Adventure. Okay. Um, which surprises me because that means that Scott Wolf can't sing. Weird. Um, but what I'm thinking of him from is, in 2004, he was in The Stepford Wives okay. as one of a gay couple... Who becomes Stepfordized? Stepfordized, like they they updated um, the Stepford wives to include two husbands, and one of the husbands becomes a Stepford wife. Okay. And then he was also in Seven Years of uh, Desperate Housewives, um, playing George Williams, and uh, he so he was also a gay man in that. He was on, he was on How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. Who was Curtis? In How I Met Your Mother. I don't know. I don't either. I wonder if that's what I recognize. He was five episodes, so I wonder if that's what I recognize him from, and I'm just not. That's later, later days, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. I thought he was going to be the main bad guy. I thought so, too. And the devil. I thought he was going to be, like. Just the worst. Evil, worst guy. I kind of liked him. He was kind of. Yeah. Like, he turned out to be great. And then he went away, and I was like, aw. Yeah. And then he came back, and I was like. Oh, nice. Yeah. That was one thing I really liked about this show is how they would bring these secondary characters in and out and make you think one thing about them and then you realize that you actually think another thing. Yeah. But you kind of can't let go of the first thing. Yeah. So, yeah, Kevin Pollack's character was extremely sympathetic. Absolutely. While also being just, like, clearly unhinged. He was... The he was so yeah like you were saying, like two dimension not not two dimensional like he yeah. was he was they were he was like he's evil but also he's this but also so I yeah. really like that they they kept switching like his loyalties is he good is he bad yeah evil but has a good like he's evil but he's not really evil because he's got a good reason for why he's doing what he's doing right good Reese son okay. <laughs> Um, he's got a good reason for why he's doing what he's doing, but it doesn't really justify a lot of what he's been doing. Yeah. But at the same time, you just feel really bad for him. And then you find out the thing with the quarter, okay. which I did not see coming. Me neither. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I could tell that there was a th- there was something going on with the sun. Yeah. Beyond the obvious. Right. Like, when he just showed up in the hallway and was, like, standing there all creepy like the twins in the shining kevin was like so the sun's gonna be a thing yeah i'm like well yeah clearly i knew the castle door was gonna be a thing i was like i knew the castle door was gonna be a thing that's an obvious door right there i have a um a game ish of sorts i wrote down all of the objects that they mentioned what they did oh cool um and i wrote them here nice 
It starts with the key and it ends with the quarter. Okay. If you could have three objects. Ooh. Which ones would you take? Oh, the egg boiling watch is actually kind of handy. I know, right? Because I'm really bad at hard boiling eggs. They never turn out right. But I like them so much. I know. But same. your cholesterol would be so bad. I mean, not necessarily. You if don't you have had, to eat the yolk. I mean, well, but I like the yolk. I do too. It's I also really like me. egg salad. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think we're going to have to talk about what the quarter does, though. Yeah. Because the quarter is one of mine. Okay. Well, I decide. Why don't you tell me what yours are? I think the key, obviously, would be would be one of mine because, like, it's it's like just crazy know. handy. Yeah. So the quarter brings to life memories, and I my my nostalgia would be really really helped by that being able to like talk with people that I used to know. Do you think it would help or do you think that it would turn you into a bit of an obsessive more so? I think, I don't think more so. I think I'd like to have conversations with people. Now, the interesting thing about the quarter would be, is it true or is it just how you remember them? Well, not to mention. Oh, maybe the quarter is losing. Also, you have to swallow it and that's kind of gross. I don't think that's necessarily true. I think he was maybe trying to keep Joe. From getting it? Yeah. Well, because how else would he have figured out? Because he was like every two to three days or something. Oh, is that what he's? Oh, I missed that line. I thought that it, because like. It seems like, how do you figure out that you have to swallow the thing to make it work? I don't know. I mean, I guess just a whole bunch of trial and error. Lore, I guess. So it brings your memories to life, but does it basically bring... What you remember? Or if your memory is flawed, does it not... Does it bring the flaw to life? Well, that that, and also, like, how much can you interact with that memory? Can you only... Like, can that memory... You know, if I have a memory of, you know, the dog sitting there on that chair... Right. ...sleeping. Yeah. And, you know, I swallow the quarter and the dog is back, you know, brings my dog to life sitting on the chair... Can I get the dog to go for a walk with me? I feel like you can. Because I feel like... Even if my memory is just the dog sitting on... If that's your only memory? Well, if that's the memory that I have in mind when I I activate the quarter. I think you can. Okay. Because I think... Because in this, he interacted with the memory That's true, but was he interacting with the memory by playing out a memory? Well, but no, he, knowing remember, that that memory was only going to be able to, he also got the current <clears throat> memory to do something that he'd never seen before because he'd never been in that situation. before. Oh, that's true. So I have to imagine yeah. that it it brings it to life in such a way that it's as if they're there and you can have new interactions with it. Okay, so that okay that one. I do wonder though, like if you have you know a memory of somebody that like you had a falling out with and don't understand what happened. Right. Would you be able to work stuff out? Would you out? be able to work stuff out? Like would the memory of this person that you used to be friends with who ghosted you right? be able to tell you why they ghosted you? Right. And like, I guess I'd, I'd want to know how deep the memory would go. Cause if it was like, it gathered every it, it it scours your brain for every bit of it to construct kind of like how they can do like um Roger Ebert spoke so much that when he lost his his voice due to throat cancer or whatever they could recon he basically got a keyboard that is him saying anything he could possibly want to say because he he recorded so many reviews of movies that he basically said enough words I had no idea yeah that's cool yeah so um or like how like you know people talk about like um, I think Kevin Smith has talked before about how like they can just reconstruct him from his vast amount of podcasting he's done. If okay. he dies, they can just like build a new one because right. so I wonder if it like scours your brain for memories and builds from everything it finds so that there's even maybe some subconscious stuff you didn't realize you remembered that could help you put stuff together. Like, right. you know, oh, you didn't remember that I said this or that I was going through that or that we 
talked about this or that this was the context in which we were talking or whatever. But you do remember it, but you don't know that you remembered it. But that's part of my manifestation. Right. That would be the kind of thing that I would hope for. I would love to read a Stephen King story about the quarter by itself because I think that'd be very interesting. I think the key has a lot of problems for sure, but it would also be super handy. Right. Um, So I think I'm going to say the key. The quarter would be good. I kind of like the idea of the blood pressure lowering cufflinks. Yeah, for real. That along with, if, if we're doing the uh, the watch that boils an egg, mm-hmm. the cufflinks would be a good companion to that. Yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah. I think I would do, what is the telepathy with the knife? Uh, the watch when combined with the knife, which we never saw the knife, okay. gives you telepathy. Right. That was an example of like combining objects. Right. So if you have the knife and I have the watch, we can telepathically. I think that if you have the knife and the watch, you you have telepathy. I think is what with they were who? Saying. You can just read people's minds. Oh, I think I might want the watch, the knife, and the key. Huh. Okay, that makes sense. We never learned what the knife does. Right. Aside, what it does on its own. Yeah, yeah. What it does on its own. But I kind of like the idea of being able to read people's minds. Oh, I think I. Mm, I might like the. Uh, the comb, if I could get used to it. Co- the comb that stops time is something in episode, I think, three or four. Yeah. I feel like it makes you super dizzy, and I wouldn't like that because I don't like being dizzy. Right. Oh, the pencil that does pennies. That, that'd be what I would do. The pencil that does pennies would be help- Would be very useful if... So there's a pencil that you tap it, and it pennies spits fall a up. penny out. But it's like one penny per tap. Like, so think when you rig- jump with Mario. like Yeah, so you'd have to rig some kind of pencil tapping mechanism so that you're not just sitting there constantly tapping and getting tons of pennies yeah because that's i mean that's when we get into like my obsessive tendencies where i'm like well but i can just put three more dollars into this mobile game right and the next thing i know i've spent 60 dollars on a mobile game because well it's only three more dollars right if you were tapping like if you're just watching tv tapping it on a table and like racking up money yeah I think if there's a way to rig something where you don't have to be physically holding the penny or the pencil. Yeah. It'd be better. It would, that would be great. But I think even that yeah, would I be guess fine I can... if you, yeah, exactly. Would you? You would drive everybody around you crazy. Oh, sure. But you'd be rich. So, I mean, like. Well. How many. How rich can you get from tapping, tapping out pennies? Hold like... on one sec. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Right, hold on. I need a stopwatch. I'm going to tap for, for I'm going to see how long, I, how many I can tap in 10 seconds. Right? Okay. 40-ish. So 40 in 10 seconds is 240 a minute. $2.40 a minute. So that's 130 bucks an hour. So while sitting there, no. $2.40 a minute times 60 minutes is not 130. It's 144. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Oh. My math is... Busted. Oh, I wasn't factoring in the, well, even not factoring in the cent, the like non-dollar cents. It was, it's still 120, which is not that far off from 130. So yeah, like you could sit there for an hour watching a show. Yeah. Tapping the pencil. Yeah. And make 144 bucks. Yeah. I, w- I, think- I mean, you'd have to roll the pennies and stuff, but I guess there's always Coinstar, a magical object in and of itself. Right. <laughs> I Yeah, I would not mind. Okay, so the pencil would be good. You could make enough money to get a chef to make eggs however you want it. That's true. And let him... And, and, and the watch doesn't do anything else. You I mean, like, unless you're looking for a watch. I can boil eggs. Actually, I've got a pressure cooker. Okay. It's not an instant pot. It's a different brand, but yeah. it makes really good hard-boiled eggs. Oh, cool. It's the only way I can make decent hard-boiled eggs. Also, in a pressure cooker, for anybody who has one, if you just dump a bunch of eggs, like crack them and like just fill a bowl with eggs and put like a, like a glass bowl or whatever and put it in the pressure cooker, it'll basically create like a loaf of hard-boiled egg that uh-huh. is real, that, gross in and of itself, but super handy for egg salad sandwiches. Oh, sure. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, if you uh, take six breasts of chicken, mm-hmm. half a cup of ranch, half a cup of Frank's red hot sauce, and four laughing cow Swiss cheese wedges, mm-hmm. 
put them on low on a, in a crock pot for six hours and then shred it. It's a buffalo chicken. Uh, God, that sounds good. It's so good. We're making it tomorrow. I'm really excited. Yeah. But yeah, it sounds really good. It's so good. It's better than it should be for the ingredients. And I imagine you just toss it on like a salad. Uh, we, I mean, we just eat it like on just a plate. Eat it straight. Yeah. But like, yeah, it would also be good on a salad. On a sandwich on would a be good potato. too. Yeah. It's just good. Now I want buffalo ranch chicken. Yeah. It's really, really good. Final thoughts on The Lost Room. I really, really, really enjoyed it. Like, I did too. Thank you, Amity, for suggesting yeah, that. Yeah. Good. Because I, I never, that is not a thing that I ever would have found on my nope, own. No, absolutely not. And it was, it exceeded how good I was, I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And that was with your text of this show, like, which is what we say to each other when yeah. we really like a show. Yeah. I know. I was like, I need to talk about this, <laughs> but I need to not spoil anything for James. I'm really mad that Kevin didn't watch the whole thing with me because yeah. I could have really used somebody to chat about it with. Yeah. But he did. I, I, I think that, you know, his wanting Joe to find his daughter much earlier, I don't think it would have worked. I agree. I like, agree. I see, I see his argument. Well, if you're making... But there's no stakes. Yeah. It would be fine... As like a two-part pilot, if you're going for like a traditional series. Right. I would be okay with that. If then what you're going to do is, and then from now on, join us for The Lost Room as Joe finds an object each week and then figures out how to... And and there's always some kind of stakes where, you know, one object gets stolen by a bad guy who... I mean, then it becomes like almost like a castle kind of, you know, an overarching storyline but each episode is basically a standalone and you'd call each episode the name of an object like they did for each episode of this yeah Yeah. but like i think the blacklist i've never watched it but like they have each episode is the name of someone on Mm -hmm. the list yep i like that format of 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 thing that's Uh, another show i need to get back into yeah because james spader um can I say though that blind spot each episode is an anagram that gives a hint to what happens in the episode interesting and it wouldn't work for any other show but like it's really cool to go on wikipedia and be like this is an anagram for this which refers to this that happens in the show interesting yeah cool anyways so yeah thank you Amity. yes thank you so much if you would like to do the ten dollar tier and suggest us a movie to watch uh you can go on our patreon which is patreon.com slash unabashedly obsessed and that'll get you once a year on the anniversary of you signing up, you get to recommend something and you get the newsletter, you get the recommendations, you get entered into the giveaway for the recommendations, you get the postcard, you get the shout out on the show. And you get the the knowledge that you're supporting us in a way that, oh, and then uh, sign up soon and you're going to find uh, some secret patron only stuff that's going to happen. This is true. Yeah, you, you, we can it, talk about. We talked about that last week. Yeah. We can. Yeah, we're so yeah, we're gonna do a live stream. Um, fo- so we're gonna do yeah. one for patrons only while we test the thing out to make sure it works. Yes. and it's gonna be a fairly short thing. Yes, I don't think it'll be, but like we're not gonna release that as a separate episode. Right, it'll just be for patrons. Probably like half an hour at most. At most. Yeah. Um, we have a thing that we're. A, a thing that James wrote back in high school yeah. that we're going to read for you. Yeah. Saying well, that I wrote it is not exactly... It's I not really it. a thing that James wrote. I put it together. Yes, you put it together. From other things that someone wrote. <laughs> yes. Um, and so we are looking at doing that the week of the of March 13th. So that would be, that would be Tuesday, March 13th? Tuesday, March 13th. We, we would do that probably around... 8.30 Eastern. 8.30 or 9. Yeah, yeah. we'll... Yeah. We, we'll, 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 we'll post it in the Facebook group, Unabashedly Obsessed with Unabashedly Obsessed, yeah. to make it, you know, officially known. Yeah. But, and then we are going to do a, the official Mike from Back to the Futurama named live stream, which will be released as a separate episode. Yes. Um, but that will be, we'll be releasing in April. Yes. Um, to kind of make sure that everybody has time to clear their schedules for that date yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be awesome yes um speaking of awesome Mm -hmm. we have a store now yeah we do we have a merchandise store 
So we it have, sounds dumb when you say it like that. It has. We have a merch store. We have a merchandise purchasing store. A merchasing store. Merchants. Merchandising. You can merchandise all sorts of merchants. We have T-shirts. We have mugs. We have travel mugs. We have luggage tags. You can get a shirt for your dog. I was uh, really excited when I saw that they had dog shirts. Yeah, definitely. You can put our cartoon faces on all sorts of stuff. We have two different designs of T-shirts. We do. We will release more. As we as we come randomly, up with them. yeah, yeah. If you ever have an idea for something you'd like to see on the t- on a T-shirt from the show, I'm not saying we're going to design just based on the whims of the audience, right? But I Let mean, us I'll know, and yeah. we might make a T-shirt. Or if there's something that you want the logo or something else on that's not currently in the store, yeah, let us know. And if Cafe Press has it, like they have mouse pads. If you want a mouse pad, I can put a mouse pad in the store. Yeah. I didn't because I didn't know if that was a thing that would actually appeal to anybody. Right. But we've got stickers. We've got buttons. We've got magnets. Yeah. A variety, a wide variety of shirt styles. Definitely. Did we say tote bags? There is a tote bag. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, as always and as ever, if you want to make us fan art of something that you liked from the show mm-hmm. and then officially license it to us. We will absolutely put that in the store as well. Absolutely. I mean, if it's good, it'll be good. Make it good. I mean, don't send us crap. If you looked at our Instagram, <laughs> la- <laughs> if you looked at our Instagram last week, you'll see that James's bar is pretty low. I mean, yeah. Liz, Liz posted she got her postcard. Did you see that? She tagged us in it. Oh no, I didn't see that. Um, on Instagram, yeah. I don't have. I know. I don't ever think to look at Instagram except for occasionally when I'm posting an episode. She. Yeah, I that was maybe my worst drawing yet. Did I see that one? No, oh, you didn't. That, I didn't see that one. Oh, you didn't. I need to go. I need to get on Instagram after. It's this. bad. Everyone who's received a postcard from us, you have gotten basically Monet's compared to the drawing that I did of a ram on a mountain for Liz. Oh goodness. Yeah, I can't draw animals. I mean, your sheep looked like a cloud with legs. Uh huh. Well, like I mean, sheep do. Sheep's- Kind of do no. You when we were recording, you said it looked like not a. Proton. Oh, it looked like it looked like a um a protozoa, or a, like a virus or a bacteria. That wasn't what you said. Oh, I don't think. I don't know. Anyways, make it, us fan it, it art. It only kind of looked like a sheep. Yeah. Make us fan art. Yeah, and we'll sell it. We have Twitter. We do. It is at UFO Podcast. Today, the F stands for. Find the objects. There we go. It's not our most creative, but it's, it's not, topical. It's not a catchphrase that appears in the show either. So like. No. <laughs> Individually, we can be found on Twitter at Unabashedly Aaron. And at Unabashed James. No, Lee. Liz. Anyways. Did Liz tag you as at Unabashedly James? They shouted me out on Good Morning Space America and said that it was Unabashedly James. Oh. And that's fine because if you search for me... It comes It'll up. It'll still show up. Yeah, it's fine. And it's our logo and right. stuff. Right. I just so, like to yeah. give grief where grief is giveable. Uh, I've, if there's As one th- thing I know about you, <laughs> it is that that is a very true statement. That's true. Uh, if you want to email us, uh, we are we have an email address at unabashedlyobsessed at gmail.com. We mentioned the Facebook group. I think that's all our social media. Yeah. We're on Instagram, unabashedly. At unabashedlyobsessed. Is it at unabashedlyobsessed? Yeah. Thank you so much to Jamie Shaheen for writing our theme song. It's called, Did You Guys Know That There's a Ladder Down Here? It doesn't appear on an album. Yet. But you can find Jamie's band, A Silent Few, on YouTube. And thank you also to Emily Cardamus, who did our excellent logo art and let us put it on t-shirts and stuff. That you can buy. That you can buy. Oh, I, did I officially say that the... Oh, no, merch, we didn't say where it is. The merch store is at caf- it's cafepress.com slash unabashedlyobsessed. Yes. Um, but Emily, you can find her on Twitter at Corrupted Gem. And go on and tell her how much you love our logo because it's a great logo. It's a great logo. Yeah. I'm really happy with it. Yeah. And she's super awesome to work with. She is. She's like, like, she's so like, sure. Yeah, no problem. It's so great. Yep. I'm sure she's sighing, you know, before she, she's like, these guys again. I know. When I, when I was like, hey, can we get that background transparent? I'm hoping that it was literally just like a click and a button. Yeah. um, Because she got it back to me almost immediately. Yeah, totally. But I still felt bad asking because that's the kind of thing that we could have come up with to ask her 
a year ago when we got the logo. We didn't know. We, we were just know. kids then. We were just kids. We had no idea. We didn't know what merch stores were or, or t-shirts or mugs or mug mugs. Mug mugs. Stupid cafe press. At any rate. Bye. That's not quite how this works. <laughs> this has been a frenetic episode uh, of Unabashedly Obsessed. That would have been a good F word. It would have been. Today the F stands for frenetic. Retroactively. This has been a frenetic episode of Unabashedly Obsessed. Uh-huh, it sure has. He's James. I'm Aaron. I'm Aaron. I'm James. I'm Aaron. Smoking kills. And so do pennies. And a whole bunch of objects. Yeah. Actually, and there wasn't a penny that killed. There wasn't. Well, we don't know that for sure. That's true. We don't know what there the was pencil a pencil actually did. Right. Killer pencil pennies. KPP? Say yeah, you know me. What? It's a nothing. Okay. Bye guys. <laughs>